Philadelphia. It is wonderful to be back here talking to y'all. Woo! Fr- yeah, fresh off uh, some some wild card football yesterday. Well, actually, all in the last three days. I mean, yeah, <laughs> some wild card football the last three days. Um, yeah, man, I, I, uh, I myself, I wanted to because I didn't, I didn't want to forget. I wanted to give a little, a little shout out. I, I jumped on a podcast this weekend with uh, my buddies Kevin Haley and. Uh, his buddy Stan. It's called the Express Lane podcast. So the Express it was, Lane. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun. We were talking about this podcast and the CGC and stuff like that. Getting getting the word out. Nice. Getting it Gotta out. Get the word out. But uh, yeah, so this is going to be a little bit of a of a of a quicker episode for everybody because that you know it's it's getting to be that time in the sports world where. You know, stuff's starting to wind down a bit for for a couple of the sports. So, like like we continuously say about the Phillies, unless a signing pops up here and there or something else pertinent, there's really not much until spring training. And now we're kind of running into the same thing with the Eagles because since we were great enough to be the the, the best team in the league in the regular season, we didn't have a game this week. So that is true. All we're gonna do is have a little recap of the game to come a little bit later. But uh, we're going to start off with the roller coaster ride that is the Philadelphia Flyers. That's a it's damn a good way to put it, sir. It's a roller coaster ride I kind of want to get off, to be honest. <laughs> it's, it's a tough ride because, again, you already know my position. I'm not going to reiterate it every time. And uh, the last, the last week, as far as my master plan goes, not all that great because we uh, won three out of four. You know, we beat the Sabres 4 nothing, and then two back-to... Like, go figure, two back-to-back wins over the Washington Capitals. Yeah, I know. Heated rivals of ours. And in any years past where it didn't matter, we'd always struggle to beat them. But in a year where I'd like for us to just lose, of course, Capitals, no problem. We skate out with a 5-3 <laughs> win and a 3-1 win. And, uh, you know, the only... Uh, Saving grace for me, uh, draft wise, is the fact that we were just demolished by the Bruins uh, yesterday. I believe it was right, dude. Yeah, yesterday six. There's nothing. so now I hate the Bruins. Ugh. So like, I I don't ever want them to win. Like realistically, if I if I could if I could do this my own way and I could pick and choose, the Flyers would have the worst team in the league, and mm-hmm. the only wins that we would have would be against the likes of the Boston Bruins. And the New York Rangers, and okay. that's I don't even really hate the Devils that much anymore. To be honest, I don't like them, but I, I don't yeah. really. They don't, you know. Just seeing their jersey doesn't make me want to vomit, which I get from seeing the Rangers and the 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 Bruins. But yeah, so they're you know winners of three of four. Um, checking here real quick to see what that did to us for the standings. If anything, we did actually jump a little bit, unfortunately. So we are now one, two, three, four, five, six. We are now the ninth worst team in the league, um, but we are only four points up on being the fifth worst team in the league. So, still right there. Keep hope alive. I'm <laughs> keeping hope alive. There we go. That's all we want. Yeah, but it. Arizona looks like they're now doing their best to uh, get themselves back to the basement because they're on a nine-game losing streak. I think they're the worst team in the league right now as far as streaks go. Well, yeah, we better not, get not our even, asses kicked then. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> yeah, nine game, nine game losing streak going on there. But like I said, we should as get far our as what kicked. is going on. So, like I said, I, I do still want to highlight bright spots as often as I can. You know, even though it's not quite going high, one or two. But 
team leaders, I mean, TK's having a great year. He's having a great year. He's leading the team in points and in goals. He's got 24 goals and 46 Ooh. points. Kevin nice. Hayes leading the team in assists with 27 uh, penalty minutes. No surprise there. That is Nick Delorier. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I mean, dude, tw- 24. Like, think think about this. Travis Konechny right now is on pace for a 40 goal season. That's what we were hoping we were getting out of him when we drafted him. Yeah, he's got 24 goals in 38 games played. Yeah, no, dude, sorry. that would be. But he also, sorry, but he also, he also did get hurt for a couple games because I think we're around like the 43, 44 game mark. So either way, he's still basically on pace for 40 goal season. Yeah. Regardless, we've got 40, 41 games left for him to get 16 goals. So. Yeah, certainly not impossible. Uh, yeah. Now, what's a what's a little wild that just goes to show you just how, you know, the rough sledding we have going on. Take a wild guess. So I said he's he's leading our team with 24 goals. Are you looking up these? Are you looking at these stats while I'm looking at them or no? No, I just pulled good. up okay. the game good, so good, that good. way I can go ahead okay. and at least just kind of so to see if a score he's pops leading up. the team with 24 goals. What okay. do you think the second place person on our team has in goals? He's in first with 24. Who do you think? What do you think is second or who? Second. You know, I don't prob- care about who. Just give me a number. Second is probably like 12 goals. Very close. 13. Damn. 13. Almost there. We only have, so we are halfway through the season and we have four guys in double digits for goals. That's it. We and they're that is... and, ba- and barely, barely that. You have TK with 24. I can't say shit there. Kevin Hayes with 10, Lawton with 11, Tippett with 13. You got a handful of guys sitting at seven, I love how eight, you just nine. like yo, Tippett's. <laughs> His name just kind of gets a little sprinkled in every now and again. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I forgot we had that guy. I honestly did. I truly did. Until I'm looking up, like, <laughs> right now I'm looking on Google. And it's telling me some of the players that are on the team right now. And it says Owen Tippett. I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. I'm saying. <laughs> You're not wrong, sir. No, I am not. But, yeah, really, there's really not much else to talk about with with the orange and black right now because everything that we covered last week as far as trade block stuff is is still out there i mean provorov's name still popping up jvr's name still popping up kevin hayes name still popping up so nothing really nothing really moving on that front so you know it's just just a wait and see at, at this point um yeah that's that's what we got for the orange and black work I mean, look, man. It's a lot of times. It's just that simple. It, re- it really is. It, it really is. They're uh, it's, it's staying pretty up and down. <laughs> All right. Uh, you want to jump into Sixers, or you want to do some Eagles? Well, we'll we'll end with the Eagles since that's the the really exciting, like the most exciting stuff to talk about right now. Right. So we'll just jump into we'll jump into the Sixers, and um, they, you know, they're doing well unfortunately they had a couple slip ups in games that I didn't want them to. So if you remember last episode, remember how I said, depending on how they play these games, you could really see some nice movement in the standings because of other, you know, matchups. Some of the other top teams had either playing each other or having some tough games. And then with the KD injury, like there was really room for us to move. So we went. So since the last episode, uh, we beat the Pacers in overtime, 129 to 126. 
We lost to the Bulls, which I said was going to be a tough one. We did have two back-to-back crushing games against the Pistons, as we should have. Like I said, worst team in the league. Lost their star player. We beat them 123-111, and then we crushed them 147-116. to Now, the game that's frustrating to me is the fact that we lost to the Thunder 133-114. That's one of those games that I alluded that we had to have. Because when I say you're going to have your, you know, a game like the Bulls is a, is a toss-up. You don't know you're going to get. You lose that one. It would have been nice to have that Thunder game. We beat the Jazz 118-117. We had two two back-to-back nail biters basically against the Jazz and the Lakers. We won 118-117 against the Jazz, and then 113-112 against That's the insane. Lakers. So we went. You know, we went. So one, two, three. We went seven of the last. We ten. went five and two. We won five and two in our last seven. Yeah. And that is good for, you know, we did move up, which is nice. It moved us from fifth to fourth. We are five games back of Boston for the number one seed, but we are ju- we are literally, we're one game back from being in second place, basically. So that's nice. So you'd, so you'd like to have that Thunder game. That Thunder game is the difference between fifth and second right now. <laughs> that's but. insane, dude. Yeah, but you know they they did what they had to do. The, everything is starting to click. It's really starting to come together, and it's it's so not like Joe and Harden are really figuring out the way they need to play together, and Tobias is figuring out his spot, and Maxi man, um, he's been playing really good, and and I love his mentality because they've been having him come off the bed. Like they're have they've been having him. Uh, they they're they're having him come off the bench more. They've had, they had him come off the bench a couple times in favor of DeAnthony Melton. And they asked him about it. And his response made me a little sad, but also very, very hopeful and, and proud of his mindset because the way he sounded like you can tell it, it, it was bugging him a little bit because he knows he's capable of being a starter in this league. Mm -hmm. But basically his mindset was like, you know, we got a lot of guys on this team that can be starters. So, you know, there's room for people to move in and out. And, you know, I'm just here to do whatever I can do to help my team get wins. Like, that, that is what it is. And, like, that's what you want to hear. But you don't want this to be something where a guy that your teammates have labeled the franchise all of a sudden becomes unhappy. Like, we love Maxi because of his mindset, the way, like just how happy he is to play the game of basketball and and. Yeah, just the positive mindset he has. You don't want to ruin that by having this guy continuously come off the bench. You do what you do. You do what's working. That's fine. And as long as he's on board, that's fine. But I mean, I he's not know. limited anymore, right? No, he's, I don't believe so. Yeah, yeah, he's I don't, he's full yeah. bore. I don't believe that it's going to be a a major thing moving forward. I think you know, you know, they just they stumbled upon something that works. But um, yeah, everybody on the team has been has been firing on on all cylinders. Joe right now is averaging 33 10 and 4. Good which Lord. is still good for number 1 in the league, I believe points-wise. Um still to my knowledge not in the top 5 of anybody's MVP race, which is baffling to me. Baffling. I don't understand that. Like he's he's consistently showing You know what I mean? He's he's consistently showing season after season of being of being able to go ahead and give you these numbers, you know what I mean, especially as a center, you know what I mean, as a big man. And yeah. 
you're gonna put you mean you're gonna put like you mean the other big men in the in the talk, but you're not gonna put Joel. Like what's yeah, agree? I agree. So I'm looking at the player stats here, and th- we always say the devil's in the details, man. Like this is why the Sixers are starting to climb, and this is what we needed. So every single sorry, not PJ Tucker, but um four. It's not what we got him here for, so it's not even a dig at him. But no, it's four not. of our top five players are averaging in double digits in points. So Joel Embiid, like I said, 33, uh, 33 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. Mm-hmm. James Harden, 22 points, 11 assists, 6.5 rebounds. Maxi, 21 points, 3 rebounds, 4 assists. Tobias Harris, 16 points, 6 rebounds three assists and then that stretch without maxi really really boosted up you know i mean tobias's numbers got, really got him going and then you look at the guys that generally come off the bench and you've got two of them averaging double digits coming off the bench you've got shake is averaging 10 it's shake uh, and yang 10, huh uh no no shake at um 10 3 and 3 uh shake has Melton. the potential of giving you so much more D- yeah yeah He's he's also not, but he's not seeing the floor as much now. He's really he used, not. You're, he used to no, be the guy right, as right. far as scoring goes. He was the first guy off the bench. Oh yeah, he was number six. Burke. Now he's behind Melton. He's behind Niang. You know, yeah. generally. So he's not always your first guy off the bench. But so you're getting, you're getting ten, ten three and three from him. You're getting eleven four and eleven five and three from Melton. And mm, Niang is okay. is right up there. Niang's averaging nine point two. Um, he's almost at yeah, yeah, just shy of not, ten points. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So Nine I mean, that's two, yeah. that's what's really doing it there, and that's that's nice to see. And you know, like I said, w- we still have the ability to really make some moves here because they've got the Clippers tonight at ten. That's a tough game. That is no cakewalk. That is a that is a very losable game. Then we follow that up on Thursday with the Trailblazers, and that you never, depending on what you get out of Dame Lillard, you never know how that game is going to be because that dude's capable of going off for fifty at any point in time. So that's iffy there. Now the Kings, while they are playing better, should be a win. The Nets, if they play the way they played the last couple games without KD, we should win because Ben Simmons, for the second time this season and for his career. Uh, just had a scoreless game where in Kevin Durant's absence, they need for him to score. Yeah, he had absolutely. He had 13. Re- Tell me where this stat line sounds familiar. He had, thir- I believe, 13 assists, nine okay. or 10 rebounds. OK, zero points. But he only attempted three shots. He had three <laughs> field goal attempts. Kevin Durant is out. It is down as far as your starters go, main starters of who they're going to count on to you and Kyrie Irving, and you attempt three cracks at the basket. That's it. And obviously they that's, lost. That's garbage. <laughs> they dude. lost. That that is such garbage. Ooh shit. Yeah. Almost now he owned phone. it. I saw. I saw him own it at the post game pressure. He was just like, you know, I need to be. I know I need to be more aggressive. Like, you know, I. I they need me to score. I, I know I have to do it. So, but we heard that here. So, yeah. Who knows. Like I've been saying, it's your problem now, Brooklyn. It's your problem now. Yeah, and then but, um, after the Nets, you have the Nuggets on mm-hmm. on Saturday, and then on Monday you, always, you have the you always you always love that Jokic Embiid matchup. 
So much fun. Yes. And then on so Monday, we have uh, first of two, you know what I mean, against Orlando. The woeful Orlando Magic. So, again, some real, real room for movement here. Because the teams that are the teams that are ahead of us that we're trying to jump that we're close to, the Nets have a gimme against the Spurs coming up, but then they have the Suns, they have the Jazz, they have the Warriors, they have us, and then they get a little break against the Pistons, and then they get the Nets and the Lakers. And like I said, the Lakers played us tough. They're capable of playing any like they're 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 trending in the right direction. So they're becoming yeah. uh they're becoming a, a better team for some people. Uh, the Celtics, I'm not worried about because they're in first place anyway. They're going to, you know, I'm not saying they're impossible to catch, but they're not one of the teams we're immediately trying to jump. The next is the Bucks, and the Bucks have the Raptors struggling a little bit, but always capable of winning. Cavs, great team. Pistons, they'll win that game, but then they have the Nuggets, the Pacers, the Pelicans. Then they come back to earth against the Hornets. So if the Sixers take care of business, even if they just take care of business against the teams that they should and get one of the two that are those toss-up games mm-hmm. there's a very real possibility sitting here next week we could be in second place in the conference very possible. yeah because we're because we have six games there are six mm-hmm. games between yeah. now and our next episode so yeah all right, that's right word. that's what i needed that's what i needed in my life man i'm excited for that shit unless you got any questions for me about the sixers we got some we got some we got some bird watching to do, and it is. We are now at the time that you play for. This is what all those eighteen weeks lead up to. And look, I thoroughly thought i I had such a thought in my head that Kirk Cousins was going to go ahead and actually do what I what what I what I've I've seen him do. What did I tell you? We'll get we'll get to that when it we wasn't prime the time. Thing. You we'll, can't we'll, tell me we'll, that was prime time. It's it's still what was it the only game on? That's okay, the and major I, point and that's about I, his prime. Okay, yeah, that's and that, the major point. And, and that was the point that I made to you. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, like it may not have been the eight o'clock time slot, but still all the eyes were on Kirk Cousins. There was no one else for them to watch. <laughs> so yeah. that's what yeah, happened. So, we'll, we'll get to that when we when we get well, to Well, I mean I mean look, that 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 pertains to what we have right now. So a little bit. I mean we're getting into the divisional round, like like Andy said in the beginning of the episode. Eagles obviously fourteen and three, first place in the NFC, first place in the whole NFL. But <clears throat> who's counting? And then um, we have the Giants. We're going to be going to go, going up against the Giants, and they just had a win against Minnesota. Um, dude, you had a lot. You had this is going to be a hell of a game. Hell of a game coming up. Because the last game of the season that the Eagles needed in order to, like, lock in first place was basically against a second-string offense mm-hmm. in yeah. in in the New York Giants. Yeah. And, you know what I mean, now, now we're facing everybody. Now we're facing Daniel yeah. Jones and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, Saquon. And whatever um, – t- and you can, you can just look at how, it sh- how it's shaking out with every other team – in the, in the playoffs thus, thus far, whatever happened between you and the team you're playing in the regular season is irrelevant now. It is 100% irrelevant because, again, we played the Giants twice during the regular season. We played them with all their starters, romped them, wasn't even close. That was when that we were all true. Dave and Busters. We just tore that them to pieces. Um, the game that we needed, like you just said, to, to lock up first place, we played 
pretty much their entire second string squad. It ended up being a little dicier towards the end than it needed to be. But you also got the sense that the Eagles weren't using a all the tools in their toolbox. You know, they they were basically trying to get in, do the minimal amount they had to do to get the win and get out healthy. Mm-hmm. Don't run Jalen Hurts into the ground. Don't throw any suspicious passes over the middle. It's going to get somebody cracked. You know, don't, you know, don't even block too hard. <laughs> like, just do what you got to do to get out of don't the game. Don't be healthy, the LA Chargers. But, but what the Eagles cannot do going into this game is look back to about a month ago, it seems like, or whenever it was, where we pretty much had a cakewalk over the Giants because they they showed they showed a couple days ago that they are more than capable, more than capable. They got the four of winning a game, and that's what it is, they yo. Like do. they have they have guys that believe right now. They absolutely do. Like this is that that like you can just talk about a couple. This Daniel Jones is not the Daniel Jones of a year or a couple years ago where. Even he knew there was a high probability of him fumbling the ball multiple times in a game, throwing a pick multiple times in a game. He has dipped those numbers dramatically, so he is as confident as you're going to get. Saquon Barkley, who everyone already knew was a stud, is now healthy. He knows he's healthy, and he is playing and like he is, a healthy Saquon yes. Barkley. Yes, and that's what I was about to say. You know, he, he, is you know, a, he is running. He is a, like... he is a scary <laughs> individual. He is a threat everywhere you go. <laughs> you... you it, if that dude gets a, a glimmer of daylight, it's a problem. So the, the the Eagles definitely need to, you know, really, really hone in. Um, because they should win. They should. You know, they're at home. You you played the whole Absolutely. year to get home field advantage. And can we talk about the home field advantage for a minute? Because I wanted Please. to get into this and I, and I think it's hilarious. And I'm going to bring something up that you can let me know if you knew because I learned something. Uh, brand new last night. So the game between the Eagles and the Giants is scheduled for eight fifteen, correct? Yes. So I don't know On if Saturday. it was re- I don't know if it was reported or just being assumed. I believe it was it was reported, but um, that the reason the game is at eight fifteen is because it is a we're going against a heated rival. It's a it's a it's a NFC East division rival, Philly, New York, always fireworks, and they figure an eight o'clock game. Not like this is the league. This is the NFL. This is so it's going to get humorous in a second. <laughs> is it's believed that there will be less potential for assholishness in the stands because there's no way for an 815 game that you know people will be tailgating that entire time i'm gonna let you keep making that face while i go through this to which some people from philadelphia then tweeted and i thought it was hilarious said the audacity of the (laughs) national football league to assume that Philadelphia fans will not be there at 10 o'clock in the morning drinking for 10 hours straight until that game. The audacity that you think that that won't happen is hilarious. And then I saw it. And then I saw a tweet. And this is actually something that I didn't know. Um, I'm actually trying to find it. Oh, my I saw God. It. I love that. I saw it last night. Oh. If you want to if you want to comment God, on that while I, while I look so for this. Stupid. Like, <laughs> yeah, you I mean, created look. a bigger problem. Oh, I f- okay, I, f- I found the tweet here. So, and this was in response because 
like all this thing has been popping off now. All these funny tweets about oh, like Jesus. how crazy that the fans are going to be and Eagles Nation. Um, Eagles oh, Nation uh, is is a is a Twitter channel that I follow, and they said, "Did you know?" In 1986, after a 17-14 loss to the Giants at home, there were so many fights in the stands that Veteran Stadium, that's the name of the stadium we used to play in, uh, for those not around here, Veteran Stadium had to request the NFL to not schedule any more games against NFC teams, NFC East teams past 1 p.m. They also uh, stopped (laughs) selling any beer in the stadium past halftime. I never knew that. That was new to me. I never knew that that was a thing. So shit got so I mean, crazy that they had to petition the league and say, please give us earlier games because here's the thing about Philadelphia. They love to drink. They'll drink for a long ass time. The likelihood that they're going to get up at five o'clock in the morning and start tailgating, probably not likely. So if you give us, you know, if you don't schedule any games past one, we think we can handle the like eight to 10 a.m. to like 1230 tailgaters. We think we can handle that. Because then we're not going to be refueling them in the stadium because we're we're cutting we're cutting them off. That is hilarious. Oh my God, that is so good. Like the NFL. I mean, look, this is the same NFL that we're talking about. That you know, what I mean, wanted to continue a game after a man literally fell dead on their field. So you know, what I mean, yeah, I'm not exactly I'm not shocked by the NFL, but I just find yeah. it. They don't even have the world's greatest decision makers. I, I expect there to be a lot of needless, fuckery. I expect to, to hear say, a lot of fuckery. All I want to say is, and I don't even drink anymore, and all I want to say is hold my beer. Because, yeah. yo. They hold empty beers, bro. <laughs> yo, there's going to be there's gonna be some tomfoolery, okay? There's there's going to be some tomfoolery. Tom and no, Foolery by the way, Rondo. for anyone listening, this is not something we condone, by the way. Like, I can only speak for our people. Like, Keep it respectful if you can, please. You know what I mean? Obviously, protect yourself, but let's not go out of our way to, to um, you know, stoke the fire that people already have going for the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. <laughs> We're already the worst, the worst behavior. People got thoughts about us anyway. So, yeah. So let's, yeah, let's, let's not add to that. Let's, let's, let's keep it peaceful. All right. So some just... really good things that have happened that's Eagles news is uh, Josh Sweat and Jalen Hurts are both no longer on the injury report. Yep. So, and I also saw, and I hope it means good things, I also saw that there was uh, limited participation this week from Lane Johnson. Yes. Yes, he had limited uh, limited practice so far this week, which so is I don't know. Fantastic. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to, like... I don't know if he's going to go or not, but that's that's fantastic news regardless um, moving forward. Yeah. But, yeah, we're, you know, getting, you know, getting healthy at the Saturday, at the right 8-15, Lincoln Financial Field. Yo, Philly, get them Giants, baby. Yeah. Absolutely. So. You know, that's it for our Homer sports, but we do have a good bit to talk about around the world in sports. And let's stay let's stay in football so we don't travel too far off the beaten path because there are a lot of things to talk about. So the reason that we got to Eagles Giants is because the Eagles did their the Eagles, I'm sorry, the Giants, <laughs> you know, did their did their duty and they came out and 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 punched the Minnesota Vikings in the mouth. Did their duty, smack that booty. Really never never looked back. Kinda, you know, 
outside of, I believe, the first quarter, maybe even the first half of the first quarter, kind of rendered Justin Jefferson irrelevant? Completely. Completely. Completely like I, like I, I Like, unless I'm mistaken, if you could look up the stats that he had, please, while, while I'm talking about this, because I, I don't want to be too off, but I feel like it was something like he had, like he had a pretty good first quarter, and then I think he had like 22 yards total over the last three. Okay, like so that. in the entire game, he had seven receptions for 47 yards. Okay, and what did he have in the first quarter? Are you able to find uh, that out? I'm trying to find that now. Either, either way, regardless. Most of it, I mean, I mean, most of his yards were, most of his yards were, like, straight up in the first quarter. Yeah, and so then that's, that's, a, that's a pedestrian game for him, because that's a bad boy. So like, that's insane, man. You should. If you tell me, if you tell me before a game that Justin Jefferson's only going to have forty-seven yards, I'm probably picking the Vikings to lose, more than likely. Oh, absolutely. You tell me he's going to have one of those, you know, six, seven reception games for a buck twenty and and probably two tutties. Uh, Vikings all day. I got gotcha. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, um, so let's go ahead, yo. Let's let's go a little bit earlier though. Let's go to Saturday. I mean, we'll talk about the Saturday games first. So, I, I only brought that one up because that actually directly okay, impacted yeah. me play. No, yeah, let's let's take it all the way back. Yeah. So um, Seattle went up against the Niners in San Fran. San Francisco won 41-23. Um, I want to say, say something about that, though, real quick. There is There should be nothing but insane pride and optimism in that Seattle, French, in that Seattle locker room because they literally have been playing with house money this entire season. Yes, they were expected Agreed. to do nothing. Them putting Geno Smith in there was supposed to be their free fall to the bottom, so they could rebuild next year. That is true. And not only did he break some Russell Wilson records, he led his team to the postseason. And against, let's look. It is what it is. I'm an Eagles fan, and yes, we were the best team in the league. But the Niners are the scariest, most complete team in the playoffs right now, and. You know, they went in there and, you know, for a half of football, it was dicey. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, they, it really Were was. they leading at half? Were they, I think they were leading at half, weren't they? They were leading by like one or the uh, one or something along half, those lines. Something along those lines. They did and end up like, getting blown out, but. Yeah. I but mean, look, make, the second half, Yimmy went ahead and broke it down the way dude, it was supposed to. You, you, make, you make the postseason through a half of football, you're giving the, at least the odds on favorites in the NFC a run for their money, and you've got a top five pick coming, I believe, right? I know, I'm pretty sure they have two, they have multiple. They got a haul for Russell Wilson. Yeah, they did. I do remember that. A haul for Russell Wilson. So I believe they have a top five pick, and I believe they have multiple picks in the first round. Oh, shit. So they are, they are ready to roll, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, why don't you take us to the next game? All right, so next game we had... The Los Angeles Superchargers lost after picking off Trevor Lawrence four fucking times. Four fucking times. They, I, they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Can I take 31 this can to you look, 30? Can you look at the board? Was this this was this my hot take? Jags over Chargers? Or no? What was my hot take? It was? We we were talking about these games, and again, last week, I mean, we did have that technical difficulty, you know what I mean, towards the end of the episode where Andy couldn't hear me, and I mean, I, because I had to I, cut because, it and then yeah, finish because, it out from there. Yeah, I remember making you laugh when I said the prince that was promised, and I said I was going with, with going Trevor with Lawrence. Jags. Yeah. So I think I finally got my first hot take right. You did. 
Yeah, now, did. through half of football, was I feeling good about it? No, I was not. <laughs> because as Wes so eloquently stated, um, Trevor Lawrence didn't quite know which team to throw to uh, in that in that first half football because it was pick after pick after pick after pick. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he had four interceptions before you could freaking blink. And uh, the Chargers were up uh, 27 nothing, I believe, right? Yeah. And then, as you said, the prince that was promised came roaring back in the in the entire second half the Chargers only scored a field goal in the yeah, entire so second he half. came roaring back they they win it with a walk-off field goal and that is good for the third I believe the third largest comeback in postseason football history right yes um and just more crazy stats to to think about and and this actually is wild like you know how sometimes you know, sports analyst media, whatever, like they find these really goofy, obscure stats that really don't mean anything just to have fun. Like, Oh, you know, LeBron James has never, you know, lost a game after losing two and dropping 30 on a Sunday when the, when there's a full moon, like they do those stupid stats. Mm -hmm. Well, they have some for Trevor Lawrence that that sounds stupid, but they're really not. So literally his entire career, high school, college, now the pros has never lost a game on a Saturday ever has never lost one. And the reason this isn't as obscure is because think college football games. When are they played? Always on Saturdays, always on Saturdays, always on Saturdays. Um, yeah. Yeah. Your biggest, like some of your biggest high school games played on Saturdays. Yeah. Saturday like mornings. Championships games, stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and I mean, now we used to play Saturday mornings. Yeah. And now through the NFL, never lost a game on a Saturday. <laughs> Guess when they're playing How the Chiefs on a Saturday. <laughs> before yeah. the Eagles game. This is going to be interesting. Will that hold up? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't but... know. <laughs> it, uh... But you know what? I'll, I'll tell you what, man. There's there's good and bad to take from that. Obviously, you don't want Trevor Lawrence throwing four picks, but there is something to be said about the the composure and like just what you're made of on the inside to be able to shake that awful of a start off and climb your way back in. And There's something to be said about hell that. of a coach to be able to go ahead and bring those guys back up. on one side. Yes. And a hell of a coaching opening on the other side, because I would be <laughs> shocked if you don't see Sean Payton slide himself right on in there next season, because yeah, I can't of the imagine. He's been I can't about. imagine that Staley is going to get another second as a head coach. Um, There, there, at least. Mm. So, so yeah, the next game was on Sunday. This one, I think, might have been one of the best games of the whole weekend. I mean, you, 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 besides that epic comeback, obviously, of Jacksonville. And it was the Bills-Dolphins game. And the Bills won 34-31. Oh, it's a fantastic game. It was fantastic game. so much fun to watch, man. Mm-hmm. I had a great time watching that game. Yeah. Dude, Miami-Buffalo all year have been yeah. good. Yeah. So... You know, it, you know, it sucks. You know, you, you wish you have like a healthy Tua in there for like all you go through to get here and you got to go with the backup. That sucks. But I mean, but he played well. He played well. I'm not mad at the kid because, you know, what I mean, you're st- you're starting a game in the in in the wild card round for you mean for a professional football team like yeah. and and dude, he was like third string. Yeah. Like, yo, well. Well, look, yeah, look how kid played a hell of a many, game, man. This is super cool, but like, look how many quarterbacks were playing in their very first playoff game in this in this wild card round. Um, 
Trevor Lawrence playing in his True. first playoff game. Justin Herbert, right? First playoff game. Yeah. Or no. Yeah, Justin Herbert, first playoff game. Brock Purdy, first playoff game. I believe Daniel Jones, first playoff game, right? Because I don't mm, think they've made the playoffs since like 20 No, they didn't make the playoffs what? last year. Yeah, so it would be his first playoff game, yeah. Yeah. So, so Shit. many guys. And then the games that the games that we're going to get to. Huntley, first playoff Huntley, game. Huntley, his first, yeah. Um, I, I will talk a little bit about him when we when we get to that game. So why don't you uh keep taking us through? All right. Um, next one was the one we already talked about. You know I mean the Giants thirty one, Vikings twenty four. You know I mean, all in all, like I said, dude, the Giants came in and they dude they shut that shit down. Like yep. it was like yep. I was not expecting that. I truly truly and, wasn't. And typical, typical. Like I said, typical Kirk Cousins turning into Kurt Cousins. Why on earth? Why on earth on fourth and eight you're throwing any pass five yards short? I have no clue. That's a that's a wild call right there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care. Like I don't care if you got a dude in double or triple coverage over those eight yards. You need those eight yards. You gotta try it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you what what are you what are you getting on fourth down when it's fourth and eight and you're throwing a three yard pass? What are you getting? Like yeah, I don't, a, I don't understand that. And I mean, look, that, I look, I know the tight end was your guy. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? That day, that kid, uh, Gasecki or whatever his name is. I thought it was. I thought it was. Oh yeah, okay. I mean the tight wow. end for the for the Bills or not the Bills, uh, the uh, uh, Dolphins. But um, nah, dude, like yo, that was. Wait, why are you talking about the Dolphins? Wait a minute, what are, what are we talking? We're, about? Ta- we're talking about Giants and Vikings right now. Oh, <laughs> damn! My ass. Now you got me all sorts of confused. I was I'm like, "Isn't that hot? Well, isn't I mean, that, isn't that a their their tight end on 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 the Vikings? Isn't that um, uh, what is it, Hawkinson? Right? I think so. But any, anyway, yeah. regardless, why why he did that, I don't know. But why, my why apologies for fucking game? everybody yeah. up on that. Take us into the next game. Uh, next game was um <laughs> the Bengals and the Ravens. Baltimore came walking into Cincinnati, trying to go ahead and show a little swag. And they got their asses. Well, they, they get them handed. So, I mean, no. look, they lost by seven, but you know what I mean? They, it was... Bro, they lost by seven being millimeters away from being up seven. Literally just like that. So, yeah, like they were millimeters away from taking the lead up seven. So, Huntley, as we were talking about, man, he he played a damn good game considering what, what, he, was, what he was up against. And, you know, they call a, a QB sneak, I believe right there on the goal line and he tries to jump over the pile extend the ball a little too yes. far uh extended the ball a little too far rookie move and the ball gets swatted and you get a 98 yard fumble recovery for a touchdown and that's what wins it for the Bengals so you literally in a span of 30 seconds went from likely being down 7 to being up 7 that's a uh, and i i feel i feel bad for the kid because we saw that like look Regardless of how you feel, and I'm crossing sports here, regardless how you feel about Ben Simmons, you know how sports go. You know how you're supposed to be, anyone that's played sports. So it was an uncomfortable feeling after that Atlanta series to hear Doc, you know, hear Doc Rivers say, I don't know if I can win with Ben Simmons as my point guard. And then yeah. hear Joel Embiid throw him under the bus and say, you know, the game switched when, you know, he turned down that dunk, yada, yada. And the same thing happened to Huntley. The coach threw him under the bus for fumbling that ball and then he had a teammate saying if we had Lamar we'd have won that's fucked up that's 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 all the makings of a bad locker room 
that's a bad absolutely on top of like, the fact that you know what i mean do you know for a fact after the hell of a game i mean hell of an effort he put into the game he is talking to his agent and he's going get me the fuck out of here I would get me like, out of I here. just gave you everything I don't I could want. Give. I had us. Yes, did I make a mistake? Absolutely. I, I had us anything millimeters. I had us millimeters from being up on the Bengals, and this is how you guys do me. Like, nah, bro. Uh, I, I, I ain't about that life. And then I think there was only what one more game, right? To talk yeah. about. And it's the game. I sure as shit one, wasn't but... expecting. No, neither I would, was I. I mean, look, I certainly wasn't expecting. You know, I mean the way that it was in? You know, I mean the first? You know, the first quarter, first half. So the Cowboys walked into Tampa Bay and beat up on the old man, the old great phenom, the silver, almost silver-haired legend himself. Put a spanking Thomas. on Tom Brady. <laughs> Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Jesus Christ. Um, but you look Cowboys going to have 31 14. Yeah, I'm going to have to give credit. I'm going to have to give credit where it's due. And it's another one of those ones that's going to it's like vinegar coming out because I, I hate all things. Cowboys like their fan base is disgusting and nauseating. But that is true. Dak played the best game of his entire career. He was five touchdowns. outrageous. He was outrageous. Five and fucking touchdowns and efficient. Absolutely efficient. Um. I don't have the numbers directly in front of me, but I know he was damn efficient. Um, they did, they did everything. They they did whatever they wanted. They did whatever they wanted. Twenty-five for thirty-three for three hundred five yards and four touchdowns. Four passing touchdowns, right? Because he also had a rushing touchdown. He yeah, like I said, he yeah. had five. So five yeah, yeah five so. total. TD. Yeah, that's dude. T- like, and, and let's let's talk about degree of, degree of difficulty here. So. Are the Tampa Bay Bucks a great team? No, but let's think about this for a second. You're talking about the Cowboys who have not won a playoff game in forever, let alone wanting, winning a – well, they don't win playoff games very often anyway, but they haven't won a playoff no. game on the road in forever, and in Dak's entire career has never won a game against Tom Brady. That is true. So all those things going into a game like this for your quarterback and your best player to, get, to show up and have their best game, you know, that's – if you're Dallas, that's what you, that's what you want to see. Now, in typical Cowboys fashion, and I love it, even when they are giving you, you know, as an Eagles fan, just a horrendous night that you just you, you wish never happened. They always give you a gem to be happy about, and that gem this time is Mister Brett the Fret Maher himself. Brett Maher, uh, in that game, became the uh, he made some NFL history, being the first kicker to ever miss four consecutive extra points. I was utterly shocked. I was like, utterly shocked. Beyond a lot of flabbergasted. Most people were, and it's going to be an interesting couple of days because people are now looking into it, and there is a lot of point-shaving conversations coming up because of if you look at what the line was, um, it was like a three or four point difference. And he himself shaved off four points right there. So it's going to be interesting how this all plays out. Is he 100% guilty? No. But when something like that happens, 
that's you know, it's not like point shaving's never happened before. Yeah, <laughs> so, look, we know that, man. It's uh, it's I it's mean, interesting. I'm, so it's a forty-five point total. Yeah, which means that with the other ones would have been forty-nine. Yeah, I'm curious on what it. I mean, what it actually, what it was. Okay, yeah. So the over/under for the game was forty-five and a half. What did they end up with? Forty-five, which means it was they a push. Up, yeah. Yeah, but normally the way that these things are is you mean you mean normally the over under is total, yeah. Combined, yeah, which is forty five. Yeah. Um and what what'd you say? Forty four and a half, forty five and a half? Forty five and a half. It's forty five and a half, which means that you have to it has to be it has to be forty seven in order for yeah. you to win. Yeah. Uh which it would have been if he made even two extra points. <laughs> Jesus. So he's got himself okay. in some hot water. <laughs> so let's just put it Besides that way. Besides the fact that he might not even have a water. job the next week, you know what I'm saying? Jer- Jerry already came out and said, like, he's he's made he's, enough that we can forgive kicker. a game. He's our kicker. We can forgive one game. Look, realistically, if you're an Eagles fan, you almost probably wanted the Cowboys to win this game because if the Cowboys lost this game, you're almost guaranteed Mike McCarthy's out of there. And he's a horrific coach, so you want him there. So, you know, it's probably a good thing. Because there ain't no shame in losing to San Fran if they do. So, Yeah. So let's go ahead and talk about this divisional round. So with this, you mean, this is going to be part of our hot takes or whatever the hell you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I mean, these are going to be our this, you know, this is what we're going to hold ourselves to. So mm-hmm. the first game is going to be Saturday, um, June 21st at 4.30. You have the Jacksonville Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence. Being undefeated on a Saturday, going up against the going to, going up against the tag team, damn near champions of the world in Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So damn right. And then later that night at eight fifteen, you have our Philadelphia Eagles going up against those damn. New York Giants, them annoying-ass bastards. That game is at 8.15. I mean, we will be rocking that. Then on Sunday, it's a 3 p.m. start. That's the only thing about, you know I mean, playoffs. They get some weird times. So 3 p.m. start, you have the Bengals and Bills. And because it's Bengals, Bills, and everything from the DeMar Hamlin game, this game is going to be played in a neutral stadium. Absolutely will, yep. Which makes perfect sense because technically they never finished their game. So Correct. neutral stadium, neutral ground. I'm act, I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. Mm. And then on Sunday night, starting at six thirty, or I guess whenever the Bills Bengals game ends, if that game goes longer, you have the Cowboys walking into San Francisco to go up against Purdy and uh, Christian McCaffrey and the San Francisco 49ers. So before I give. Um... Before I give my hot take, I had to ask. I wanted to ask you a question about the Eagles that I forgot when we were doing the segment. It's just one question. So, if Lane Johnson can go against the Giants, but he's not a hundred percent, would you feel comfortable in having him take one more game off to be closer, if not a hundred percent, for the following game? Do you yes. think that's a risk that they could take, or do you think since it's Lose and go home. You every dog that can play plays. 
No, I think it's a risk that you do have to take because he is also a. You think the very... Giants are a winnable game without Lane Johnson? Is what you're saying, basically? I mean, look, I, I always think we can beat the Giants. You I mean it's never it's it's never any divisional <laughs> games been... or our our our. Oh, I know, but risky, yo, dude, yo, dude, it could have been the Eli Manning Tiki Barber days, and I still would have fucking said we're gonna beat the fucking Giants. Like it, like it's just, it, I mean, it's just who it, I am. It's, bre- it's but, bread. <laughs> oh God, yeah, but no, for me, it's more of I'm looking at Lane Johnson. I'm looking at his future as well. Because, you I mean, he still has some time left in the league, and he is a big proponent. I mean, he's been a big proponent of mental health in the league. You I mean, and talking mm-hmm. about that stuff and being about it. So yeah. if you try to push him into this game, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, mentally, that might leave a bad taste, you know, bad taste in his yeah. mouth. And yeah. dude, he you know, he is so even, much of that Philadelphia love. Like, dude, I don't I don't want nothing to tarnish that. Even yeah, and that's the and they are all one hundred percent facts. But even all of that aside, just strictly looking at like the X's and O's of it, you I, you know, if he, if he can't play, I obviously would hope that I'm wrong. But everything in my body tells me you can't beat Dallas or San Fran without him. And I agree. He was the main reason why Micah Parsons was irrelevant the last time we played the Cowboys. And everyone when he knows was the there, San, San Fr- Garner Minshew Fran- had the worst time trying to get anything off. Yeah, and and the defense of the Niners is is even more real. Absolutely, best defense in the league, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, yep. you got Bosa, you got uh, I don't even need to fucking list them all, but regardless, you're going to need Lane Johnson to beat those teams. So I feel like I'm with you. And if he is anything less than 100, percent I I'm telling him, hey buddy, I'm going to save you from yourself here, and then you're going to need to take another week. <laughs> yes, I agree, uh, and that's you, you mean, and I and I stand by that feeling. You mean for anybody? Yeah. So nothing else really crazy going around uh, the world of sports that I can think of. I mean, I uh, I am happy to report that Evander Kane. We talked about it uh, a f- couple months ago about how he got his arm cut really bad with the skate. Uh, he was finally just. Uh, I think he's going to be back next game, so he's finally nice. back and healthy and able Beautiful. to play. So I love to hear. He that. loved to. He loved to see that shit. Um. Anything I can't think of anything and uh LeBron just uh became the youngest player to thirty eight thousand points. And uh that's something yeah, he, he just can get passed used Kareem, to. didn't he? For, Did he just well, pass Kareem? still he still for I forget what the record is there, but he still has like four hundred some points to pass Kareem in overall scoring. He will oh, do that this okay. season, barring injury. He will do that. So that will happen. But LeBron James, so <laughs> he's done that for every thousand point milestone in his entire career he was the youngest player to 1000 2000 3000 for all the way through to 38,000 they're all lebron 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 all the i'm way. not surprised <laughs> so yeah he did he did do that so that's that's awesome and uh that's about it so well before we uh sign off out of here why don't we move into our hot takes of the week and i am ready to start with mine i while I don't want, because I feel like it's bad juju to even give a hot take on this game, I'm going to do it anyway. I think that that Niners defense is so damn real. I think Dak Prescott's throwing two picks. I think he throws two picks in that game. I want to okay. say three, but I'm going to go with two to be safe. So it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a warm take, not a hot take. Okay. Hot take would have been me picking three, but I'm going to say Dak Prescott's going to throw two picks that game. All right, uh, I will... 
please don't bet on anything that has to do with our game. We're in the playoffs now. Oh, no, 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 so no. I, I never say, I I never say or do anything team. that has to do with Eagles ever. I never do. What the even fuck? when I was well, betting money re- on games, I never did. You did. You did in the regular season. One of your hot takes was fucking was Dallas Goddard, and the other one was Darius Slay having two two takeaways. I forgot about that. So that's all fine during the regular season. Just leave that shit out of the play. Okay, fine. No, 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 no. No, I'm looking at this Jags game. So you're not. You're not doing it. I have a question. I have an answer. What? Well, no, you might not. I don't know. We need. We might need to look it up. But um, whatever the passing yards is for a playoff game like the record yes like by one team or combined no no no, by 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 one player okay okay the most passing yards by one player in 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 the in in playoffs so (laughs) why did i even have to look that up who do you think it is so tom brady so (laughs) yeah 505 Wait, is that the game against us that he lost? Yeah, in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was the that was the game against lost against us. Yeah, he's he balled like they hit them losing wasn't on him. <laughs> no, dude, there was no he, defense in that game. He he there balled out. No like, yeah, he had that he had that one fuck up when Brandon Graham got that strip sack at the end yeah. of the game. But outside yeah, of that, that like you throw no. five hundred and five yards and multiple touchdowns and lose the Super Bowl, that shit ain't on you, bro. That's on that's on Bill Belichick and thankfully not playing. Uh, what was it, Malcolm Butler? <laughs> yeah. All right, so I think that Trevor Lawrence is going to beat that record. That's my hot take. Let me get this straight for a second because you just blew my freaking brain apart. So you've got I'm not even necessarily saying that he's not capable of doing that, but you've got the jet you've got Trevor Lawrence going up against Patrick freaking Mahomes. Those are the two quarterbacks in that game. Mm -hmm. And you're picking that the passing record is going to get broken and you're not going with being broken by Patrick Mahomes, Mm because that's where it's more likely. All right, all right. I mean, look, they don't call them hot takes for for nothing. No, I'm a, I'm gonna, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna ride hard with with Jacksonville right now. Wait, so is this like a Tom Brady thing? Like, we're not gonna combine no. this into your hot take. This is just a separate question. So your hot take is the passing yards record. That's fine. Yes. But if you are taking him to throw for over 505 yards, are you saying he's gonna throw for 505 and lose, or do you think the Jags are taking this game? I didn't realize that was part of the hot take question. It's, it's not. It's not part of the hot take. I'm saying this is a separate question from me. Um, because normally, if someone tells you that they think someone's going to pass for more than 505 yards, you're probably not assuming they're going to lose that game. <laughs> so it seems to me like there's something inside of you right now that's telling me that you think the Jags are going to win that game. Oh yeah, I absolutely believe the Jags are going to win. Wow, that's something. That's something. I'll tell you what. My yeah, I think the Jags are going to win that. because, yo, 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 it's the same there's thing no as like. There's no because you can give me because there's not one metric you can point to that would make this make sense. <laughs> so you just go ahead and take the that. The student and, uh, must become the master. And in order to be the man, you got to beat the man. The student must become the master. Patrick the Mahomes student, is still a fucking Dougie student, P. technically. Dougie P. Oh, okay. You think Dougie P. Doug Peterson okay. against right. Andy Reid. And you think Dougie P. is ready to beat the master already. That's all I'm saying. Andy, tell them where they can find us, man. God, you just blew my brain up, but I'm going to do it. So, yes, if you have, and we hope you do have interest in listening to these podcasts and getting after us, please, you can hit us up at our Gmail, which is phillygrit7 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And also, excuse me, we have a Twitter and Instagram, and they are both, to make your lives easy and ours, phillygrit7. Woo! Easy peasy, baby. So come. Drop us a line. We'll get back at you. Tell us anything you'd like to hear us talk about, anything you think we got wrong, anything we missed. 
let us know all of the good stuff and we will be sure to respond. Hell yeah. So, oh man, dude, I fucking love, I love playoff football. All right. Yo, family, stay fly, stay fucking crazy, stay Philly, and stay gritty, y'all.